Consult Group, which has been launching brands into retail for over 30 years, has poured all of its expertise into the Retail Excellence Program so that yours can be next. This online learning program is an easy-to-follow course that helps you get into more retailers sooner. Sign up by going to www.retailexcellence.co. Once again, that's www.retailexcellence.co. It always has been a pretty stable um, commodity. You know, it's never it's never gone to zero, uh, and uh, it's it can only go higher. To be honest, and as the energy uh, demand increases because global economies are recovering, and people you know get out of their homes and start to travel again. Um, I, I don't see much downside to investing in, in energy stocks at all. On this episode of Early Bird, James Hill, CEO of MCF Energy. James joins the podcast today to talk about oil and gas stocks in 2023, including the current state of the sector and why he expects demand for energy to grow this year. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, James, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Stephen. How are you? Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. We're going to be talking about the oil and gas industry, especially what it means for investors. You are the CEO of MCF Energy, publicly traded energy company, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, But before we do that, James, uh, real quick, in like 30 seconds, uh, how would you describe your, your past background for the audience, what should the audience know about you in your past? I uh, trained as a geologist, uh, got a master's degree in geology, uh, worked in the energy industry for over 45 years, uh, had extensive training in various aspects, both uh, geological and geophysical, which is, of course, remote sensing. Hmm. Uh, I've been involved in uh, many exploration and production projects. And I've worked for both major and minor oil companies for uh, my entire career. Yeah, your background's great, especially for this topic. Oil and gas companies had a tremendous year on the in the public markets in 2022, uh, whereas most other stocks had a down year. Oil and gas companies had a great year, one of their best years in decades in terms of the stock price going up. Um, obviously, as a CEO of a publicly traded energy company, you'll probably pretty bullish about where the energy space is right now, right? Well, our government has definitely helped out with that uh, by depleting the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Mm. Uh, uh, They've depleted it by almost 50% uh, during this energy crisis time to try and 
control the price of, of oil and been marginally successful at doing that. Um, the energy sector has been so robust um, because right now uh, economies are recovering. People are getting out of their homes, their COVID lockdowns are going to want to go places, they're going to want to do things. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't see this slowing down at all. Um, not only that, but China has been in a severe COVID lockdown uh, for quite a while now, and they're finally starting to open up. Mm-hmm. So the energy, the demand for energy um, continues to increase and and continues to become uh, stronger and stronger uh, as these economies recover. Yeah, I, I can see why, you know, this might be a good time for energy. Um, what, 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 what is it about energy stocks in particular that you think investors might appreciate about them? You know, there are so many, there are a couple of advantages, you know, they tend to be a bit more safer than other stocks. They're defensive. Sometimes people would uh, refer to them. Uh, some energy stocks have dividends. Um, what do you think is the sort of the overall uh, advantage when it comes to energy stocks? It's basically the fact that it's a, a commodity that everybody needs and continues to need. Uh, the idea of an energy transition uh, is something that, that you know, we recognize uh, going towards uh, renewables. But for the foreseeable future, uh, oil and gas is going to be the bridge uh, that's required to keep society functioning. And the demand for uh, gas especially is only increasing. Uh, Europe has just declared natural gas a transition fuel uh, and green in nature, uh, which, of course, removes a lot of hurdles as far as getting things done in Europe, uh, which is where our focus is at the moment. Mm. So, you know, really, it's the continued demand uh, that you see moving forward in the future, because it's not just personal use in, in, in driving your cars, but so many industries rely on oil and gas. And so many manufacturing processes like plastics and even lipstick uses uses hydrocarbons. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's got wide implications beyond just basic transportation. You're absolutely correct on that. Um, going into, you know, the second quarter of 2023, that'll be just a few weeks from now. We're, we're still here wrapping up the first quarter of 2023. What are some of the, 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 the big issues right now? in the energy sector that you think stock investors should be aware of? Are there any major issues that are sort of looming above that we should really know about? Well, our government uh, here in the United States is definitely hostile uh, to continuing development of oil and gas, which, of course, means that the price is not going to come down very much. What makes you say Uh, that it's hostile? Just curious. Well, uh, President Biden just uh, uh, denied... uh, several hundred thousand acres of, of uh, prospective oil and gas, uh, you know, areas in Alaska mm-hmm. uh, has just denied access to those. You know, at a time when, when energy is, is needed the most and the prices are punishing the people the most, uh, the current administration is doing everything it can to uh, restrict development of at least domestic oil and gas. We aren't seeing this. We aren't seeing this in Europe, believe me. So I know that um, permits for oil and gas drilling on public lands have started to increase the past year or two. Um, I don't know what you're seeing, but it seems like in the U.S. at least, there are more permits going out for oil Mm -hmm. and gas drilling. So shouldn't that be 
sort of the government helping the energy sector? Because that's what it looks like to me. Well, they really aren't helping very much. The, the increase in number of permits is related to the price. Uh, the more, uh, the, the higher the price, the, the more companies are going to get out and attempt to develop resources. But uh, especially here in California, things are quite bleak when it comes to try and to do just about anything outside of established oil field boundaries. Got it. Um, so certainly these are big issues domestically. Um, around the globe, um, obviously the war in Europe, in Ukraine, that is still a major issue that's impacting this industry. How, how do you see that playing a role in either the price of energy or just the energy sector in general in 2023? I basically have explored Europe, uh, which has been a, a primary focus for me for over 10 years. Mm. And there's been a major change in the European attitude towards exploration in Europe. The uh, countries had been drunk on cheap Russian gas for so long that uh, all of the opportunities to develop their own energy resources just went by the wayside. Mm. Uh, they they really they really were uh, just just died on the vine more or less. So what's happened now, of course, is that the European governments are realizing that your safest energy resources, those you know that really are needed to keep not just people's homes warm. But, you know, factories running and, um, you know, transportation hubs working is those energy supplies within your own borders. And it, it's the year with the European Union has just declared natural gas, as I mentioned, a transition fuel and green. So MCS focus is on development of uh, natural gas resources within Europe. Um, and there are many, many good good prospects within Europe, which, as I have mentioned, have just gone uh, wanting because there's just been no capital to develop uh, develop these assets. Got it. And, and so uh, for, for, from an in investor standpoint, I bet, you know, what we're seeing in Europe, what you've just brought up, um, that might make investing in energy stocks a bit more enticing, it looks like, uh, especially as the year goes on, right? Yes, especially in, in European countries, uh, because the desire is there. And the idea that, that Russia has used energy as a weapon has really caused them to open their eyes and, and realize that they have to have a domestic supply, which is secure. Okay. And MCF, uh, our, our whole mantra has been to be a first mover in this, in this sector. Uh, if uh, to, to give investors the uh, in well a a entry into the European market mm -hmm. where things are you know the, the price of energy in Europe is much much higher than it is in 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 you know the United States. You're you're absolutely right, and so I guess looking at oil stocks, got to go with the ones with your some European or at least global exposure, as opposed to just domestic exposure. It looks like. Oh, absolutely. Diversity is, is always good. But, you know, right now for us, the opportunities appear to be within the European theater. It's like I said, there's a, there's a lot of extremely good opportunities that just have, uh, that, that are now available to us that weren't available to us before. So we're very, very excited about our prospects.
Nice. When we return, we'll hear from James about how investors should approach oil and gas stocks, especially if there's a recession, and how to pick individual stocks in this industry. But first, let me tell you or you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, James, today we're talking about oil and gas and energy stocks in 2023. Uh, so far, we discussed a, a bit of an overlook of the industry and why these types of stocks might be favorable to investors. I, I wanted to play devil's advocate for a second. Um, there's an argument to be made, a bullish argument, that this is not the right time for oil and gas stocks. Um, for, an ex- for example, crude oil prices continue to drop a bit, um, especially if there are concerns about a global recession. Um, are you concerned at all from an investor standpoint that this may be a time to avoid these stocks, to stay away from oil and gas stocks? Well, uh, I don't think so, because there is going to be a floor in energy prices. Hmm. With the depletion of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve the way it is, uh, when, when prices do fall, the government should be buying oil, which will give a floor price to it. Um, you know, it's not going to fall too far down because the government is going to have to replace over 350 million barrels of oil that they've sold off into the strategic petroleum reserve. Mm -hmm. So that provides a floor for the, for the price of energy, uh, in, you know, for me moving forward, it's going to take them a while to, to replace 350 million barrels. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and of course, you know, energy prices are, have always been volatile. They've always followed. Uh, the market, but, you know, basically it always has been a pretty stable, um, commodity. You know, it's never, it's never gone to zero. Uh, and, uh, it's, it can only go higher to be honest. And as the energy, uh, demand increases because global economies are recovering and people, you know, get out of their homes and start to travel again. Um, I, I don't see much downside to investing in, in energy stocks at all. So if there was a hypothetical recession later this year, later in 2023, you still think that the oil and gas space is a, a good place for investors to go? Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, energy, as I mentioned, uh, you know, the, the usage goes up and down and, and the price goes up and down as well. But the the usage is never going to go to zero. I mean, there's always going to be a demand. It's 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 like food. There's always a demand for food, and there'll always be a demand for energy, uh, not just to to you know heat your home and drive your cars, but as I mentioned, industries use natural gas and uh, petrochemicals uh, to make just about everything we we use. Oh. So, um, you know, it's like I said, it, the price is never going to go to zero. You're absolutely, no, you're right about that. That's sort of where things are right now. Um, from an investor's standpoint, um, one way to get exposure to the oil and gas sector 
is obviously through index funds, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, things of that nature. Um, from a, you know, I always say speak to a financial advisor before you're making stop stock picks. Um, given the, the the state of things in oil and gas, it, it is volatile. Um, would it make sense to just go with one of those index funds instead of exploring different stocks, or do you think the uh, the opposite is true? Exploring individual stocks might be a, a better way for investors to sort of pursue this category. Well, I'm not an investment advisor, uh, but. You know, when you invest in an ETF and, and, and things like that, they spread uh, your investment over many different companies in many different areas and some uh, completely different sectors, whether it be geothermal or gas or oil uh, or even hydrogen. Mm -hmm. But when you invest in an individual stock, you're investing in a play. You're investing in an area where the company is focused. For instance, MCF, we wanted to be the first mover in Europe. And from all intents and purposes, we are. Uh, we reviewed over 20 different projects. Uh, we uh, selected two out of that 20 uh, that, that we are moving forward with, and we're very pleased with, with those projects. So from an investor standpoint, if you want to spread your risk, then uh, ETFs and, and uh, those kind of vehicles are what you want to put your money in. On the other hand, if you want to invest in a uh, an area or a particular company because you like the management or you like their you like the areas that they're working or their technologies uh, then you have to go with individual companies mm. so sticking on that topic individual stocks individual companies uh, what sort of advice would you have to investors when it comes to evaluating oil and gas stocks um, basically you've got to look at the management team uh, it's really, really critical to have a good, solid, experienced management team. You've got to look at, uh, of course, their financials, you know, just how strong they are. Uh, you have to look at the uh, projects that they're doing and how long is it going to take for those projects to come to profitability? Uh, we've looked at some projects where uh, we've turned them down because uh, production uh, wouldn't happen until 2027. So you can't throw out, you know, a large amount of money into a project that's not gonna not gonna provide you with any cash flow for three years. Oh. You know, that's that's just not not a smart thing to do. It it might be for Chevron and Exxon, but for an aggressive, uh, you know, small cap company, uh, you want to have things that are going to return uh, and a an investment uh, to your investors uh, as quickly as possible. Oh. Uh, real quick, I know you, you just mentioned small cap. So uh, I take it in the oil and gas space, obviously with your company, but in general, you think this might be a good time to look at these small caps uh, in oil and gas as opposed to some of those larger names that you mentioned? Well, your returns uh, on, on a Chevron, uh, I don't know what they're trading at, but let's just say they're trading at $50. Mm -hmm. If they make a discovery of a billion barrels, uh, that's going to move their share price about 55 cents. Uh, however, if you get into a small cap company uh, that's trading at, say, 50 cents or a dollar, if they discover a billion barrels, then that stock's going to go to 10. So, you know, yes, the risk is higher with small caps, but your potential returns are much higher. So, you know, if you if you judge the risks of your portfolio, and uh, you know, don't commit too much of your portfolio to some of these to some of these 
riskier but much higher potential return stocks, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll do well. Yeah, high high risk, high reward for some of these names for sure. Um, and then finally, I guess with your company, um, you have two assets, Austria and Germany, recently, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, the Austrian opportunity is a well which we're going to be drilling hopefully by September. Uh, it's a 2,000 meter well or about 6,000 feet. Uh, the geologic structure uh, that can potentially hold natural gas covers over 100 square kilometers. The thing is, the thing is very large. Yeah. And uh, you know, in the independent reserve reports give us uh, half a trillion cubic feet of potential reserves. And if things uh, really go crazy and the gods truly favor us, it could be a trillion cubic feet of natural gas. Uh, and I can spend, uh, you know, four, well, less than 4 million euros to prove up a trillion cubic feet in natural gas. That's kind of a no brainer. Now, on the other hand, it's a very high risk play. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but you know, it's a true company maker, assuming just that one hits. No. Now the other one in Germany, mm -hmm. uh, that we selected, we decided to balance out our portfolio is an established gas field in Germany. Uh, there's been three wells that confirm the presence of gas. The reason why it hasn't been developed at this point has been gas prices and the fact that it's called low caloric gas. There's a significant amount of hydrogen, not hydrogen, um, nitrogen associated in, in the in the accumulation. However, the stripping out of the nitrogen is a well-established uh, technology and it's something that, that we've determined to be quite economic to do and the real kicker is, is I've got 0.2% helium associated with the gas. And helium is an extremely valuable gas. So this was a, a big reason why we, we moved uh, on this particular project as well, because it was a proven asset and uh, we can uh, see the uh, capital necessary to bring that, that project moving forward and, and to bring it into productivity. Nice, uh, that's wonderful, uh, James. Thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast, talking about your company and the larger oil and gas industry, especially as it relates to stock investors in 2023. Before we wrap up the discussion, I just have one final question, and it's the most important question for uh, today's episode. That question for you, James, is if you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? Sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're in a, a very aggressive uh, environment, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, especially when your assets are on the other side of the planet, you have a tendency to get up in the middle of the night and uh, return emails or return calls mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, I, I don't really mean to eliminate sleep, but um, <laughs> the, the idea is, is that when, when things are happening so fast, mm -hmm and uh market conditions are moving so quickly you, you know it uh it, it pays to to get up a little earlier and go to go to sleep a little later if you know what i mean yeah i understand <laughs> thank you again to james hill for sharing your insights on oil and gas stocks and thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.